This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Julie. And I'm Krista. And on this episode, we're going to talk about tea. All right, so now that it is actually officially this spooky season, I can now um, be on my shenanigans and ask a bunch of really weird, strange questions. So, Julie... Here is the strange question I have for you today. Do you think that a roller coaster could be haunted? And if yes, what does that look like? Or That's... well, I guess wait a minute, let me rephrase this. Do you <laughs> think that a roller coaster could haunt you? No. I just ruined your question. <laughs> <laughs> no. Moving on. And done with that. <laughs> okay, so like when I've thought about this, like, one of the things that comes up to me would be, like, if you were standing in a field, and you look behind you, and then you see a roller coaster, and then you look back, and the roller coaster's gone. It sounds like Roller Coaster Tycoon if you just, like, deleted it and all the people, like, fall out of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how you get haunted by the roller coaster, is all the crimes that you committed in Roller Coaster Tycoon. I mean, I, that'd be a reason to get haunted. I would have a lot. <laughs> I think of like, I think more likely the attack it would make is like, it would have you constantly feel that sensation of like anxiety, fear right before you like have the fun part. So, I mean, it's just like a constant state of anxiety or kills you. I think a roller coaster can be haunted. I don't think it can haunt people though. Like, you could have people that keep dying on this roller coaster because something goes wrong because it's haunted by the soul of some carny but i don't think it's gonna like follow you anyway <laughs> maybe you would like look at the roller coaster and it would have like cobwebs on it and stuff in like a sheet so that way it looks like a ghost they're huge you i look don't at understand it. <laughs> they're huge like and you look at it and you're like this roller coaster's seen some shit i'm like, not getting on that if you're in your house, it's bigger than your house. It can't just appear. You just see a beam. Like, you wouldn't see a roller coaster. You just see, like, a seat or the beam. And you'd be like, I don't know what that is. Well, what if you just kept seeing images of tiny roller coasters Just, everywhere? like, mini versions. That just doesn't seem scary. Like, you're about to go and drink a glass of water, but before you do, there's a vision of a roller coaster. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't see it. I'm not about it. Okay. Well, anyway, maybe I'll come up with more interesting, spooky <laughs> questions. I don't know. I think, like, uh, ghosts are interesting, mainly just because there's a lot of different kinds of ghosts, and there really doesn't seem to be a lot of continuity. <laughs> like, sometimes a ghost can just, like, follow you and haunt you. But then other times, like, a ghost is just, like, tied to a place and now is a roller coaster. <laughs> now there's Casper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just fine. He's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost, like, people are saying, like, we see a lot less ghosts nowadays. It's like, yeah, it's almost like we're bored out of our gourds for decades and just saw shit. <laughs> And, you know, how many yeah. drugs were legally in the products that we just everyday kids eat and stuff. Like, I'm not surprised they saw shit all the time. Yeah, and maybe everybody in the last hundred years or so 
has died just finishing their business. Yeah, we've got the internet. Maybe all the business is finished and we've got, like, communication, so and so forth. It's a lot easier. And also, people aren't dying young as often. (laughs) Well, now that we have the spooky shit out of the way, speaking of, you know, hundreds of years ago, let's talk about tea. I'm funny because I commit C O M M I K K K K K K K K K K K K. I think you had enough tea for today. Let's get you out of here, bud. Don't you get? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. She wants to have tea. Tea? She came all the way from Europe to have tea. Yes, tea. Thank you. Julie, why are we talking about tea today? mentioned it before there's a handful of things that people associate with me baking music gardening i definitely say tea is another one that people just yeah julie's the tea person and it was even funnier i was at the office and i drink tea when i'm at work and one of my coworkers was like oh that smells really good and i said yeah i'll get you some and i went to uh the international market and they stocked all the tea which rarely happens i was like oh my god and i bought like hundred dollars worth of tea <laughs> and i had to talk to a couple co-workers about tea and so like i bought the teas that i wanted to recommend them but they all come in these very specific type of like 10 containers and so i had them like on every on the desk of everyone on my team and some like really higher up came by and he like kept doing double takes and got like really weirded out and he just went is there a club i don't know about or am i seeing the same shape what's happening we're like oh it's the tea club <laughs> so I am the tea lady. I am the woman of the tea. Yeah, I think like it, it is something that I associate with you in a way. I do kind of think about that trip that we went on when we were in high school. <laughs> and we went to that tea shop in Boston. Baltimore. Which was amazing. I wish I could remember for the life of me, what the name of that place was. It probably doesn't even exist anymore, to be fair. It was in Baltimore, um, not Boston. Oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, things with bees. Yeah, in Baltimore. Um, and that was pretty amazing. That was a good cup of tea. And I, I just remember the people that we went with not being particularly happy about it, but we were happy. We were yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't give a shit. We're like, you didn't have to come. <laughs> we're like, fuck off. <laughs> Well, I think, I think I was 18, but nobody else was, right, in the group. And that, uh, yeah, was, that was probably true. Yeah. But we well, had, I mean, like... I guess besides the adults who yeah, were with us. We had yeah. parental supervision, but I kind of, like, for that trip, since I was 18, I kind of was like, you can follow me or don't, I'm 18. And I just, like, was deciding to do shit when I felt like it. And our, like, parent for our pod was a pushover, so she's like, oh, okay, and just, like, did whatever. it's great (laughs) but yeah that's that's probably like one of my fonder us memories and fonder tea memories Mm. yeah my cat my cat is just in the background attacking the floor no (laughs) yeah i say tea is associated with me and i just start convincing people to drink tea all the time and I also, I want to get better at a lot of drinks and just, like, being a master of all types of drinks and teas included in that. I can definitely get better 
with tea and with it being summer and everybody drinking that sweet ass tea it seemed like the best time to talk about it before spooky times fully start (laughs) okay so on that note what do you think your favorite teas are do you have uh i guess with that too what kind of teas do you typically recommend to people maybe like who are starting out uh i have different teas for like different moods or different um times of the day but my favorite tea is usually jasmine pearl so that has to do with um how it's like layered together and the jasmine is an herbal additive to the tea and it's pretty strong so i don't typically it smells amazing so people usually love to smell it but to drink it it's a little intense and you'd have to put a lot of honey with it for your first time. I definitely recommend if you're starting to drink hot tea to do it with honey. <laughs> it helps quite a bit. And the softest, most delicate tea would be white tea. And I typically recommend that. Uh, I love white peach tea or white pear. And you don't have to start loose sleeve tea and go super expensive and crazy. There's quite a few cheaper teas like Earl Grey's that are really good if you just want to go that route. If you're a coffee drinker and you love, like, the caffeine and the heaviness of coffee, then black teas are definitely up your alley or a chai tea. But it's really, like, I have to sit with somebody <laughs> to give them a full... I have to ask them, like, a dozen questions and give them their full synopsis of what tea I recommend. Yeah, I will say, um, if anybody out there is looking for good bagged tea, there is a place called Harney and Sons. It's like H-A-R-N-E-Y. And uh, they have like lots of different flavors of tea. I think like on most of the tins, it will tell you how you're supposed to make the water and you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not too bad. They have a couple really good black teas there. Like they have this one that's called London Fog and they have a Paris tea. Both of those I really like because they've got like, they're black teas, but they've got... um almost like vanilla-y undertones to them. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's pleasant. It's it's hard <laughs> for me to describe, but it's pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just start reading them. It's kind of like wine. When you read it, you're like, oh, I'm going to taste all these notes. And then you drink it and you're like, what? <laughs> it um, tastes good, but it does taste like black tea. <laughs> yeah, it still just tastes like tea instead of the fields of Palinor and all this nonsense that comes with it. Um <laughs> fields of power. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like Eowyn's hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It truly does. You could start with like herbal teas because they add a bunch of stuff. So like lychee nuts, uh, they're very sweet. So if you find a tea with that, you know, pick your favorite fruit and go ham kind of thing. But I, know, think- I don't know if I typically recommend herbal teas to people to start with, mainly because they're kind of hard to make. Like you, those are one of the ones where you can fuck up. <laughs> And once you fuck up with those, they, like, don't taste good. (laughs) Yeah, it depends. If you're trying to drink the ones that are, like, medicinal, then, yeah, it's horrible if you mess those up. But they have, like, just fruity ones. They're like, we threw some stuff in here. We don't know what it is. Which, that does bring me to my topic of, I feel like it would help a lot if I kind of go through the types of tea so that people can kind of figure out where they might sit in that. And so that's not so confusing when they go down the aisle and just go, I don't know. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear types of teas. Okay, so first thing you need to know is that tea technically only comes from one type of plant. So it's the Camellia sinensis, 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 something. Uh, 
But the difference in the types of tea has to do with the timing and the processing of the leaves. So the original first tea is green tea. And green tea is fired to prevent oxidization and it's the very first step. So essentially they're cooking it and that's the very first step. So before the oxidization is what makes it darker, what makes it black and so on and so forth. And this is to prevent that so that it doesn't air out. It essentially just gets like cooked immediately. And there's two different styles and that's the Japanese and the Chinese style. So the original Chinese style was pan fried. So you'll actually see that a lot of the time or if it just says Chinese green tea, then you'll know that it's pan fried. That gives it a very much a heavier green flavor. And then the Japanese style is to steam fire it. And um, that gives it a lot softer. Not that it's to say it doesn't have a lot of flavor as well. It's just it has a different flavor. It's not, it doesn't have that burn kind of flavor to it. And then from there, you have matcha tea, which people probably heard with desserts or drinks. And matcha tea is specifically Japanese, and it's a completely different way of processing tea. It's actually the tea is plants grown in the shade, so it develops a lot differently and a lot slower. And they grind slash mill the leaves and the stems and everything into a powder, which makes matcha. And that's a very ceremonial, honorary type thing if you really get into it. Otherwise, we've been modernizing it for desserts and mochi and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and green tea is a little bit of a weird one just for, like, recommending it to people because some green teas do tend to be earthier. Like, you're definitely going to taste, like, a leafiness to it, but... That's not all green teas. I've definitely had some green teas where it's it doesn't have that kind of earthy taste at all. So, uh, I don't know. With green tea, it's probably best if you can just get somebody to recommend you a few to start. <laughs> yeah, green tea is the oldest one. It's been around for so long. There's so many different towns and countries and everything that do their variant spin on it. And, you know, the length of time that they fire it changes the flavor, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean... It's a huge range. After that would be black tea, which is the most popular universally. And it is highly oxidized, basically meaning that it's dried. So specifically, it allows for oxidization to happen instead of firing it to prevent that from happening. Um, It did start in China, like pretty much all tea other than matcha. And it is the most popular in other countries. So like that's what when you get tea in Britain, when you get tea in like the... Typical teas you see are chai tea. All those are black tea, and that's what was mostly imported. That was what was at the Boston Tea Party with those, like, tea bricks and everything like that. That is what uh, Queen Elizabeth drank, which, as of us recording this video, uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away. It was very weird timing, the day that we decide to do the tea episode. I just really want to do the Princess Diaries thing where anytime you say Queen Elizabeth, I also go, uh, Queen Elizabeth, may she rest in peace. Like, <laughs> uh, but I did want to mention, yeah, like I was saying, the subsection under black tea, like breakfast tea or chai tea or black tea or was it dark tea? All of that is a variant of black tea. So, which the breakfast tea is essentially just like the tea leaves are cut shorter they're like smaller pieces so that when you're steeping it it goes a lot faster and you can put a lot more in there and it's stronger so that's why it's breakfast blend and then chai tea which is actually marsala chai meaning 
blend of spices is a combination of Indian spices and black tea. And then usually sugar, milk, and all that. But. So here's the weird one that people always ask me about that I'm like, ah, I can't really explain it. That's <laughs> oolong tea, which we say oolong here, but it's oolong. And it essentially means that someone kind of gave up in the middle of the process. <laughs> if I'm being obnoxious, essentially like these handful of, I think it's like originally from five different colonies or um, cities. They like were trying to be original and weird and doing tea in a non-traditional way. This is a very like bastardized version of tea. Like they do not use it in ceremonies. It is not a sophisticated tea. It is a very like bullshit tea in their culture. Um, but it means to be partially oxidized. So they kind of like sort of do the green tea thing, sort of do the black tea thing. But that also means that every single type of oolong or wulong is completely different. Like it could be horrible or amazing or can have this flavor or that flavor. It's essentially kind of like a grab ball on the process of tea leaves. So never ask me to recommend you an oolong. I do not know. <laughs> I have gotten some from Harney and Sons and I do like it, but, uh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. I don't I don't think I've ever heard that before. So then it would be interesting to have, like, five different ones and see. <laughs> and they all did the same thing. Like, God damn it. <laughs> we were tricked. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. I usually find that it's, like, red. Um, I don't know why that is, but pretty much any time I've gotten oolong, it's red. And I'm like, is that? What's that mean? <laughs> and I think it's because it's, like, it's not blackened yet, but it's close. I don't know. That's very strange. Yeah, I'm, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Must be like, yeah, because I think like the one that I have, it's kind of um, brownie, but it is like a brownie red. Yeah. I don't know. That's strange. I was just, it was funny because I was trying to read because I went, I don't actually know where it comes from. And they're like, ah, these like five towns messed it all up and now everybody does it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, um... It's fancy black tea. There you go. It's half-assed black tea. <laughs> that's that's what I always like to say when something is, like, in between something or it's, like, slightly weird. I'm like, it's just fancy that. <laughs> it's the bastard of it. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Two different kinds of people. <laughs> um, and then there's herbal tea, as I mentioned, which specifically means it's something... There are other components other than tea leaves in it. So... You can have, I mean, if you put dried fruit and that's the only thing, then typically they say black tea with pears. But if you put like chamomile or if you want to put uh, echinacea or all this other stuff, that's an herbal tea. And it typically has very little tea in it. And that started off as like a medicinal, but now it's also an additive to try to like cheapen the quality of the tea. So they'll just put like whatever they want in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will drink chamomile sometimes. Um Mainly because it's that one's a good one to drink at night. It doesn't have caffeine in it. So the yeah. one that I get does taste pleasant. Some of them it kind of, I mean, as with all tea, as you're probably slowly learning as we talk about this, there are differences. <laughs> but the one that I typically get, I, I like the taste of it. Yeah. I plan on making some, and I mean, I add it to my tea, but yeah, it's just... It's another thing that's also not technically traditional and you wouldn't have ceremonies or wouldn't do anything like specific with it per se. 
And the last type of tea that I'll talk about is white tea. So this is like, the best way to call it is delicate. It is a very fairly processed, more or less. It's very lightly dried and that's it. Like it's slowly, delicately, particularly dried. And it's probably the tea that I usually recommend. It's the softest, kind of like least likely to have a heavy earthy flavor it's and also they usually pair fruit with it because it's such a light delicate flavor so those are generally the types of teas you're gonna see yeah and i typically find too white tea is almost like sweeter that's probably the wrong way to put it but like i just maybe it's because of the delicateness but it like just feels sweeter Yeah, they often, I very, very rarely see white tea by itself. And if it's by itself, it's like the silver needle, super sophisticated, like $60 an ounce kind of thing. So it's typically paired with like lemon rinds or pears or whatever else to kind of give it a fruitier, lighter, sweeter flavor. And yeah, if you're trying to go for a white tea, I definitely, I haven't met a peach or a pear white tea that I didn't like. I've had ones that I'm like, well, this is manufactured, but (laughs) they all still taste pretty good. Well, with all of this being said, what do you think about the varieties of tea? So, you know, things that, you know, people in Great Britain might frown upon, such as the sweet tea. Ooh, yes. I didn't actually mention the sweet tea, but that kind of goes into my history buff. So let me see. I'll briefly talk about sweet tea. I love sweet tea, and I think that's where my love of tea started. And when I think back to, like, high school years, I always had sweet tea. (laughs) Yeah, you and I... Man, we would fucking down some brisks. Yeah, we would fuck up some tea. I don't even know if they tea. still make brisk. Yeah. It didn't matter what the man, quality. We, <laughs> we were like It was all not about good it. tea, but man, we would drink it. We would fucking chug them. They were the best. Uh, I think that is where, like, my connection started is I lived in southern Georgia for a while. And, I mean, everybody drank tea all summer. Like, it was a huge thing. And I did read up on it because I was fairly curious of, like, how that even came to be. Because it's so different than, like, anything else historically, what you read about tea. And it's hard to say exactly when it started because, you know, slavery and stuff. (laughs) Like, who technically started doing it. But essentially, it was, like, like, the late 1800s when tea started showing up in America because it was started in Britain in the 17th century and, you know, basically came over eventually. And they started with how they processed it. They processed it with sugar. So it used to be that all the tea was hot and you'd add your sugar, add your pieces. But in like, I think it was 1879 that there was a recipe found for green tea specifically that they put like ice and sugar and then put all the liquid in there to kind of cool it off so you could drink it faster. And yeah, so there's like a published recipe that was dated back then. But that still isn't what we call sweet tea. Sweet tea is made with black tea. And uh, black tea wasn't used until the 1900s here. And it was always served hot. But there was this, there's like a town that says it's like the number one starter for uh, sweet tea. 
And it was served in 1904 by this, like, bartender, essentially, because he was like, it's too hot for tea. And he was just like, what if I made it cold? And then he did. <laughs> and what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> like, he filtered it through this, like, cold pipe to cool it off after it had been steeped. And then it just became, like, a thing. And with Prohibition coming around, it was a super easy way to, like, hide alcohol and all this stuff. So it just, like, blew up as the sweet tea. But it's just so funny that I so kind of what I love about tea is that so many of these things, it's so different. It's one plant and we're just like doing a million things with it. It's so interesting to me. So that's yeah, (laughs) another beautiful, wonderful thing that we have definitely talked about before are the milk teas Mm -hmm. or the bobas. Boba is a newer thing and it's kind of a weird hybrid uh so for those uh, we've talked about boba before but if for people who don't know what it is do you want to give them a rough definition yeah uh i mean (laughs) boba itself are they're like tapioca pearls they're big uh maybe like the size of the tip of your pinky that kind of size and they'll typically be cooked and processed with like honey and brown sugar and stuff so it gives it like a little bit of sweetness and they'll either put it in kind of more like a juice type of tea or a milk tea i think like the milk tea is typically more traditional which tends to be a black tea with some kind of condensated milk and other sweeteners and things yeah, so if you're listening to this going, oh man, I keep hearing about boba, but I don't know how to even go about it. Essentially, when you go to order it, uh, you pick a flavor. So you start off with typically you go to the juices or you go to the teas. And so then you pick green tea or black tea. It's rare that they have white tea because it's such a light flavor. So you'll pick like your flavor of tea or juice. And then you add, you can add toppings. So I always like lychee uh, jelly. But you can also add like a milk cap or uh, bubbles or whatever else. And then they just have tapioca at the bottom. And then you can pick, uh, if the place is fancier, you can pick like your sweetness level and do all this other crazy stuff. But then a lot of places will just have the like Thai coffee boba. And it's literally just, you know, uh, heavy black tea steeped in milk with a bunch of tapioca at the bottom. It's more of a, like, experience and texture change-up. Uh, there are quite a few flavors that I absolutely love. I tend to go for the juice more than the milk because it's, like, a cool, refreshing thing for me, and the milk will make me sick <laughs> if I drink it too quickly. Yeah. That, I mean, that is fair. Like, boba itself is kind of a weird thing. I'm not really sure that everybody would like the boba, like, the tapioca pearl things. But I'm pretty sure most people would like milk tea itself because it tends to be sweeter, dessertier. Honestly, to me, it's like kind of equivalent to like a drink you would get at Starbucks. Like it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not quite like the original tea anymore. (laughs) It's just so sweet and different. (laughs) No. And when I take, I've taken many of people for the first time to get their boba. And typically what I do is because I don't really like, the boba part either most of the time is I get them to get a bubble. So the bubbles are juice. Um, it's juice bubbles, at the bottom it's what's it called emulsifying. It's emulsifying juice and putting it at the bottom. So they pop and have juice in them. They're not the chewy tapioca. That is part of the experience. But for your first time, if you're not sure, I always 
make them do the bubbles because it's like a half step towards that concept. But if you're the type of person that's just always daydreamed about eating tadpoles, I mean, there you go. It's, <laughs> that's how I would describe it. <laughs> I, don't, I would not describe it that way, but fine. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't like I don't it. I mean, I like boba. I mean, uh, it kind of depends on what mood I'm in, whether I like the pearls or the like the popping bubble ones because some of the popping bubble ones just taste better with certain teas like if Mm -hmm. i get a mango tea it tastes good with like a fruity boba basically or a fruity exploding boba (laughs) popping boba yeah i go for the jelly if i'm if i go to the best place i'm like lychee jelly for the whim because i just like that texture a lot better but to give you kind of a brief idea of where boba came from, if you're curious, it started in the late 80s. So, I mean, it's pretty recent considering everything in the whole history of tea. And it's hard to say where it came from exactly, but the term boba is Chinese to mean tapioca. It's like their slang for tapioca. But it seems like all of the processing and the evolution of it come from Taiwan because milk tea comes from Taiwan. And the whole juice adding to it and so on and so forth is very, like, Taiwan style. But then the milk caps and adding those, like, pieces to the toppings is more Chinese. So it seems like, to me at least, it, like, very much goes back and forth and evolving. And now it's in the States. I don't I don't remember Bobo when I was young. So, I mean, it's, I would say it's a pretty recent addition to the States. Oh, yeah. I think it maybe started kind of more in some of, like, um, the parts of the U.S. that are a little bit more... Like New York and um, L.A. Asian. Yeah, like, I think California, like, particularly. And then, yeah, I think it just kind of slowly moved its way to other parts. Right. It definitely wasn't around when we were kids. (laughs) No, because I would have been obsessed with it. But I don't, like, I didn't see it in shows. I don't, like, there's no piece of this forged, like, childhood memories that I could say that Bobo was a thing. So... Oh, and I will say, too, with sweet tea, I definitely do like sweet tea. Like I said, Julie and I crushed some brisks, but um, I I think, like, my only thing about sweet tea is sometimes people make it too sweet. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, when it's too sweet, it can be a little bit sickly for me, but, like, if it's a good medium sweetness, I definitely like it. I make a very, very strong sweet tea, uh... But I also add lemon to it. I'm a half and half kind of girl, so or Arnold Palmer, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, mine's like dark, dark sweet tea with lemon. <laughs> that I guess like the thing though that I would say for like, you know, especially like if you already like things like sweet tea, you know, there there is a whole world of other teas out there. And I mean, when we were a bit younger, there used to be um a few tea shops that were a bit more prominent. It is a little bit harder, particularly in the area where we live right now, to get as good of tea as what we used to be able to get. But if you can go to a tea shop and get somebody to brew you some teas, I think, like, it can help. It can definitely help you to widen your perspective of this and get some teas that are just genuinely pretty good. Yeah, and the process of buying tea is very interesting in and of itself because they'll, like, waft it to you. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll spend, if you actually are interested and it's like a fun thing you want to do, you'll spend a small fortune on tea because you'll like get the teapot. You'll get the containers to hold the tea to make it airtight, to make it super fresh. And you'll buy this tea and then you'll figure out it's like $40 an ounce. And you'll go, oh my God. And then it just keeps going. It was like every time I went to a tea shop, I'd be like, okay, here's $200. Let's go on a journey. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, that's typically why, um, at least now, I'll recommend to people Harney and Sons, because Harney and Sons, it is a little bit cheaper, but it's definitely good, like, you know, you can get, like, sampler packs, and, like, uh, a lot of them do come in bags, because I know some people, I think, don't quite understand how to do the loose leaf. <laughs> right. And so it's a little bit easier if it's already, like, pre-proportioned and, like, just throw it in. You know, it is a little bit odd, though, I will say. Um, my, some of my coworkers are from different countries, and um, some of the Chinese coworkers that I've had, they'll say that they don't like the tea bags because they taste the paper. Yeah, that's definitely a component. I just don't think that this has ever been something that I've noticed, but it's interesting. <laughs> I typically get, I do not do the paper uh, tea bags ever. I have the, like... Um, fine mesh tea bags which technically are biodegradable <laughs> that way they don't have a flavor yeah, but i think um i think at harney and sons it comes in either that one or uh one that it's kind of like paper but it's not i don't know it's not like lipton it's like a finer kind of paper mm. it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah i mostly have loose leaf but i have a handful of bag teas that i i keep so it does I usually notice the difference depends i've had a few that i'm like <laughs> like you can taste it but most of mine i don't well do you have any final t words of wisdom i don't think so uh keep trying teas especially if you know someone that likes tea just go to their house and be like make me something and they'll usually be happy to do so at least i am i have so many teas and i'm like i know the perfect one and i just go <laughs> so yeah just... Yeah, it is fun to make people tea. Mm -hmm. It's one of those weird things where it just makes you feel like a very posh Victorian lady. Yeah, so you just feel like your life's suddenly together because you're making some tea. <laughs> yeah. So go and make a friend some tea. Or have a friend make you tea. On the next episode, we're talking about Pixar. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, sorry, it's a little bit distracting because my cat is going underneath <laughs> the little, like, things that I have the chairs on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little distracting. <laughs> little cutie. <laughs> she also, like, because one of them, there's, like, a sticker on the edge. She keeps attacking the sticker. <laughs> there's nothing to, there's nothing to attack. It's, it's on the thing. It's <laughs> she a can't, sticker. Like, it's not moving. <laughs> And she just like she'll attack it, and it's like <laughs> it's like what are you doing? Stop. What? Even if you get it, there's nothing to get. 